is an awesome God. God is an awesome God. He is an awesome God. God is an awesome God. God is an awesome God. God is an awesome God. He is an awesome God. Great and mighty is His holy name. Great and mighty is His holy name.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Everybody said just drop it. Just drop it. No, you can be seated. The real connection with that is that when Jesus came along and he spoke to some individuals, sometimes one and another, maybe two here, and he would tell them to drop what they were doing, drop your nets, follow me was the real important thing to hook up with that just drop it there are many people through the centuries that have done just that when Jesus began to walk the face of the earth but even before that God's spirit dealt with people that's why in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 you can read about the real faith hall of fame read about men and women who really count, who really did it, that they dropped, they just dropped what they were doing at the beckoning of the Lord, at the voice of the Lord. One young man was taught early that uh, he kept waking up and he kept hearing voice <laughs> and uh, he went to somebody a little more experienced and kept saying, uh, you know, I'm hearing this and they said, well, just go back to Try it again, rolled over the other way, same thing. Come back two, three times, finally said, okay, this time we've kind of proved this out now, and we're beyond you just having a nightmare or, or you ate too many beans or whatever, too many lentils. And so he said, you say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And, uh, of course, that was young Samuel and how that the Lord then began to reveal unto him his word and how that he had been taken to the house of God, young Samuel, at an early age, and he was dropped off. He was just dropped right there. His mother could have doted over him. His mother could have just fawned over him, and uh, there was many reasons for her to do that. But instead, she obeyed the voice of the Lord and the inspiration in her life, and she brought him and dropped him off at the right place. This is where you need to be, and this is where you can learn what you need to be doing and be about what you need to be about. No sense you getting involved in a whole bunch of things that are going to confuse your mind and this tangent and that tangent and go in different directions until you'll become a very confused individual and miss opportunity after opportunity or not even recognize them. Now, early in life, you're going to have an opportunity. And so it came to pass when the Lord began to deal with this young person. And so there are many people that can be named, and time would fail, the Scripture said. I, <laughs> I was walking the floor the other night and preaching away, and, and I began to realize how that uh, time would fail to begin to tell of all the different ones and all the things that God has done. And many people whose names are mentioned in the Word of God, but you better remember there's many people who are not named, many unsung heroes, both men and women, who live for God and who going along in their life that they dropped, they just dropped it in favor of the Lord. They made the right decision at that moment, and they didn't go on. We've often said, uh, I, I don't know where I'd be if it hadn't been for the Lord. That's the place you don't want to know about. 
you be so happy that you were able by God's grace to drop it, to just drop what it was you were doing. I knew a man that, uh, and he's a preacher, and that he was, uh, became a professional football player. He made the team, and he just dropped it when he received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Dropped it. Just not another thought. It was gone. Did he receive the Holy Ghost in a church of three and four and 5,000? No. He received the Holy Ghost in a little tiny church with a few people there. But God, what God gave him wasn't small and wasn't tiny. What God gave him was greater than anything on the top side of God's green earth, greater than anything in the universe. It was the most glorious experience, and you don't want to miss what God has for you. It comes down to you just learning how to drop it, just listening to what God has to say. You can hesitate, and you can dilly-dally, and you can miss it. When God says drop it, you might ought to drop it right then and make your stand and say, God, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to try to evaluate it and think it all out and decide whether or oh, what am I going to get out of it. I'm not going to miss that. It's not what I'm going to get out of it. It's what I can do for you in the earth today now. What the history of the Faith Hall of Fame will say with regards to me as a man or a woman in God. Will my name be in the Lamb's Book of Life? going to be there if you just drop it. You can get mighty hung up, and people do. I've known of people to, uh, to just absolutely keep on keeping on about a thing, and just a constant, you know, going after it, going after it, keep on, keep on, and you sometimes want to just look at them and say, just drop it, let it go, you know, and that's what the Lord does. He sees the... Uh, the doggedness of the enemy in life. And he sees how the enemy would like for you to get all involved. What is one of the characteristics of this end time was going to be that uh, surfeiting. It's going to be, that's not surfing on the water, that's surfeiting. That's talking about an excessiveness, a continuation as it was in the days of Noah. He said, that's how it's going to be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. They're doing this and they're doing that and they're giving this and they're involved with that. All of these different things that you can put into words and vernacular in our generation to relate unto it. And you can just keep on keeping on and keep on getting involved. And pretty soon after a while, that great big knock on the door and that voice that says drop it you don't hear it anymore it gets very quiet and it moves on and you get very hard and you no longer can feel that it's a beautiful inspirational thing to take place in a person's life and you have got to make the proper response an individual came to Jesus all full of many things and I, I could preach it I suppose charitably and say that he was just a young man and that he was trained in certain ways uh, of the word of the Lord and uh, now there's a greater one here and he's standing before him and he says well what must I do to inherit eternal life and so he said well you know the, the commandments he said you do thus and so and keep the law and so on and so forth and he said well I've done all that from my youth and up 
And the Bible teaches that Jesus reacted very charitably, that he was drawn towards him, and he loved him, and he, he, he had a feeling for this individual's soul. And he said, listen, he said, one thing you lack. He said, you go and sell what you've got. Sell out, drop it. Just drop it. All your interest in this, all your involvement in this, all the time that you're invested in this, all of your life that is going in your life force has just been sucked out of you into this. You drop it and you follow me. Oh, friend, I tell you, Jesus will draw you right out and find out where your heart's at. Find out what you really want in life. He's telling you to just drop it. Keep, don't keep on keeping on with things that are of no eternal value whatsoever. But he said, you follow me. Now, you know, you, uh, you and I are here, and we, we have, of course, the highest opinion of Jesus. And uh, God bless the artists, especially the ones that haven't got a clue, and uh, all the paintings that they've done, all from their imagination. And what did it say, that the tongue is a, is a world of iniquity set on fire of hell? Well, there's a lot of imagination, the same thing. And uh, people have painted all kinds of misconceptions of what they felt like Jesus looked like. But there is no picture of Jesus outside of the Scripture. And the one main thing you want to remember about the Scripture, it said that he had no beauty that when you saw him, you would desire him. He did not have that physical outward beauty. He didn't come with a, a Rolex or a, a, a Teg Hauer or whatever that thing's called. He didn't come with all the bling. He didn't come with the finest of threads. He didn't wear the finest of, of sandals, if you please, in his day. He did not come. Look, He could have come down the street in the, mo the finest and mightiest horse in town, but he came on a donkey. He came right down there meek and lowly, the Scripture said, right down through the middle of town. There wasn't anything that any any fleshly thing that you would have been drawn to. It was what was inside. It's where the deity was. It's where the power was. It's where the holiness was and the righteousness was. That's what drew men to him. That's when he looked on them and said, drop it and follow me. Come on. Let's get, get to the business of real things here. Let's get away from the fake, the phony, the advertisements and the thinkings of man and the imaginations. Let's get about what's real. Get about what's genuine. Get about what's eternal. Let's get about what's going to be here when everything else is gone. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Job understood that real well, didn't he? He made it clear. He said, uh, he said well, I came in with nothing. He said, I'm going out with nothing. He said, and blessed be the name of the Lord. None of those things matter. What, what is allowed in my life, I want to use it for the Lord. I want to make that available unto the Lord. Young man, he said, you, you sell, sell out here. Drop it. Just, just forget about it. Just drop it. Just walk away from it. And uh, if only the young man could have envisioned. But instead, he was looking at somebody who didn't have a place to lay his head. And what Jesus said? He said, the foxes have thus and so, and the birds have thus and so. He said, not me. I don't have that. This young man look at him, evaluate him. Hmm. Where'd you buy that? Secondhand store? Huh? My word. You don't look like no, no movie star. Probably don't even have a rap. Hmm. 
just low rating them and started thinking, if I give, if I give up, if I walk away, if I drive away, what am I going to have? One individual asked Jesus that one time. He said, we've left all and followed thee. He said, what are we going to get? <laughs> you, know, you can get awful worried about self, and you can start ordering your thinking according to the status quo of this world. You know, am I going to have the right look? Am I going to have the right letters? Am I going to have the right size bank account? Am I going to have the ride? Am I going to have the sound? What about the bling? Am I going to have all of these things if, if, I, if I just drop it and follow? You just go ahead and hesitate like that, and you're going to miss eternity in the right place. You're going to miss everything that matters and everything that counts. Job said, you go ahead and take it. He said, you want the camels? Take the camels. You, you want the donkeys? Take the donkeys. You want my bean field? Take my bean field. My God, he had to let his children go. But he said, let me tell you one thing. I'm going to hang in, and I'm going to be here, and one day, I'm going to see my Redeemer. I'm going to see Him who liveth. And I'm going to have what's eternal. I'm going to have what's going to last. And God said, because you've dropped it, because of your attitude, because you're a famous, I'm going to give you more than you ever had. You need to learn how God does things. Amen and amen and amen. There are many people who have life well ordered. They have and, and as far as the world goes and, and business of life, you cannot fault them along those lines, the natural lines. They have done their homework, and they have uh, excelled or been faithful and steadfast about their professions, and they have provided uh, well for themselves and their family, and they have dotted the I's and crossed the T's. And then that day will come, right, right straight through their last breath, when they are laid down in the, in the casket and folded their arms, they will absolutely have dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's and left so many things just in order for those that are after them. But I want to tell you something. They haven't dropped it. They never gave a second thought to Jesus Christ. Religion, oh, they had that one in order. Oh, they had their little stop here and go there once in a while and I got to be there on the holidays now and show my face and, you know, I'm going to do a certain thing and I'm going to act a certain way and I'm going to get the pat on the back and pat somebody else on the back. Oh, yeah, I'm going to dot all Although I'm going to be a respectable individual. But let me tell you, they never dropped it. Life was more to them than Jesus Christ. Everything they involved, every good, what did it say of the rich man? It said, in thy lifetime thou hadest good things. And the other, they suffered the negative side of life. They dropped it. They did without. They didn't live for all of that stuff. But now the angels have come to take him. And where are you? You're in a place where you can't even get a drop of water. You better tell yourself that one day the tables are going to turn and I want you to know he can turn the table in the presence of your enemy now if you can see it right if you can drop it and follow him and realize you've got the greater calling the greater calling amen amen yes sir you might want to check your priorities might want to check out about what should be first he is the first. Trouble is some people never acknowledge that. They never say, hey, he's first. And, and if they do say it, sometimes they say it. You can be seated. Sometimes they say it in their lips. They say it with their words. With their, in other words, it's, their heart is far from it. It's 
one thing to say he's first. It's another thing to act like he's first. Just like somebody saying, I believe, and then nothing that they do or act like is showing that they believe. Doing opposite what the Scripture is teaching. Doing opposite what the teachings of the Word of the Lord are. No, that's a great slap in the face. That's a great contradiction. And, and you know what? The more that that goes on, the more that people who are in the know and people who have a skillful eye will see the difference. They're going to know the real versus the fake and the phony. And, and just like the wheat and the tares, eventually it's going to show itself for what it is. You want to tell yourself the Lord, I'm privileged enough for the Lord to pass by and tell me to drop it and follow me. And I need to get up and I need to get with it. I need to tell myself this is the opportunity of this life and of the life to come. I need to absolutely shut some things down, throw some things out, turn my back on some things, say no to some things, and get my mind in gear and focus it like a laser beam on the Holy Ghost and His work and His power. Amen. It's going to prove out. It's going to prove out where your heart really is at, where your mind, where your thinking has it not written that where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. And your heart being that seat of your thoughts and your intellect and your emotions. What is it that really charges you? What is it that really grabs your attention? What is it that really excites you? What really gets you up and gets you going and gets you motivated? What really causes everything inside to tingle for you? You know, if it's all about what the world is promoting, the world is doing, then that's where your heart is at. And that's what you're excited about, and that's what you're plugged into, and that's what you're involved. Seeing people come to church, and they, they can't do a thing. They just, you know, chasing boogers up the right nostril, the Lincoln Tunnel, and, and going down the Holland Tunnel chasing wax. What can I say? They're bored. They're clipping their nails. They're balancing their checkbook, or they're thinking of other things. You know, they're just somewhere else. Or earth to planet something, you know, they're off somewhere. But, uh, you know, they, they're showing you that they're not interested. They're showing you that their heart and their lips are different places. Saying one thing with their lips, where well, their mind is off in some other dimension somewhere. you got to tell yourself, no, sir, this is what I get off on. This is what really excites me. This is where I'm fighting for this to keep me excited. I want to build my excitement around the things of God. I want to fight off the doldrums and the boredoms and the things that the enemy would try to take the shine away from it. I want to fight that off knowing that he's a liar and he's the father of it. I don't want to be like those lepers that went running off and my God, what all that they had in front of them and they said, let's go do this and let's go do that. The other guy said, oh no, let's go right back to the source and let's realize what we got and where we got it from. Let's drop all that other stuff. Let's let that other stuff go. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Tell you what, I got the Holy Ghost. People thought I lost my mind. Oh, yeah. I took all those plastic pants and rubber shirts and all of Mr. Buddha hanging around my neck and all the, sorry to say it, but all the records you would think of CDs now and uh, that you put in your little CD player in your car or your iPod or whatever you do knows I got so many gadgets 
and they keep coming up with new ones, pretty soon you're just going to stick it in your ear and it will all be right there. Beware. Amen. I was looking at an article I had, by the way, about uh, chips, implants. So beware of what I say. But uh, I am trying to tell you that I, I threw that stuff out. I mean, I got rid of it. Stuff that I'd been involved with and sat with and listened to and invested my time and my life and my finances over and over and over again. And all of a sudden, what are you doing? It's gone. It's out of here. I'm dropping it. Done with it. Not, don't want anything to do. Have no interest in it whatsoever anymore. Well, where are you putting your... I'm putting it right down there at the church house. Going right down there with my Bible that I just got, and I'm going to put it right in that. Going to invest that. And that's 40 years ago, and I'm still investing, and I still need to invest. And I'm trying to tell you that we've got to drop some things. You've got to let it go. It's detrimental to your spiritual well-being. You've got to be mad enough and big enough enough to say no to that stuff and get mature in God grow up when I was a man I put away childish things you got to grow up in Jesus and take on the responsibilities that are attached to dropping it and following him there's responsibility attached to following him and everybody said amen give the Lord a big hand Well, you can remain standing. The Lord bless you. New year coming. We want to hit it running. God grant us all a, a refiring, right? A recharging, a refreshing. Let it be fresh in my life. Let this become all fresh, all over again. Grant me, God, a beautiful experience in this coming year. And let me begin to build and lay the groundwork for that for the conference that's coming up let me start making positive steps right now and let me begin to get this paved out smoothed out ready to go i want everything ready lord i'm telling you i want to get rid of the baggage when I come in, I don't want my mind and all loaded down with everything that's going on all over the place. I've told people over and over, I've heard them talk about things, and I'm like, who cares? So what? You know, and I know a lot of times people think I'm absolutely lost. But I, have, I only mind I lost, I pray, is my carnal mind. And let me gain that spiritual mind. Let me set my eyes on things that are above. Let me begin to look heavenward. Let me join in ranks of a great army that's pictured in Hebrews 11. And let me get with those kind of people that are marching in step and in rank and in harmony, going in the right direction. Let it be written that my name is in the Lamb's book of life. I was born of the water and the spirit in the body of Christ let my name be in the Lamb's book of life let it be there amen everybody said praise the Lord let's give God another big hand thank you Jesus. Glory. All right. let's lift our hearts with our hands and worship him tonight what do you say we just drop it just, just let it go amen it's not important those things are not important. And the world knows how to get you all hooked and addicted. You keep on trying. The enemy just keeps you. Amen. You got to tell yourself, that's not my goal. Not the things I'm reaching for. Not the things that are important or matter. I'm going to 
zero in here. I'm going to focus in. I'm going to press toward the mark for the prize. Amen. Forgetting those things that are behind. Laying aside right and left. Getting rid of that junk. And moving on in the Holy Ghost. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands with our hearts. And our hearts with our hands. Amen. You got to get your heart in it to move your hand upward. Come on now. Yeah. It's a struggle for survival. I daily meet the foe. I'm out there on the battlefield. At times I stand alone. That's when I reach for my holy armor. I pick up my shield of faith. I march out on the battlefield. Take up my sword and say, It's a struggle for survival. I daily meet the foe. I'm out there on the battlefield. At times I stand alone. That's when I reach for my holy armor. Lord is saying, the mountain is high, but it's not too steep. The battle is rough, but I'm not too weak. I won't turn back, no. I won't turn back. The road is hard, but it's not too long. The enemy's here, but it's not too strong. I won't turn back, no. I won't turn back. I'm out there on the battlefield At times I stand alone That's when I reach for my holy armor I pick up my soul and say I'm out on the battlefield Pick up my sword and say The mountain is high but it's not too steep The battle was rough but I'm not too weak I won't turn back no I won't turn back. You know the road is hard, but it's not too long. The enemy's here, but it's not too strong. I won't turn back, no. I won't turn back. Help me see. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. I won't turn back now. I gotta lay up I won't. I won't turn back, no, I won't turn back. The road is hard, but it's not too long. The enemy's here, but it's not too strong. I won't turn back, no, I won't turn back. 